In Paul's letters we encounter a world both old and new. We must never pretend we can bridge the gap between Paul's day and our own, but there is much in common, too. The concerns of our own time were the concerns of his, concerns about leadership and power, communities and their cohesion, new movements in an unsettled world, and the ways to knowledge and its limits. Perhaps, after all, a bridge is not what we need to span the distance between us and him. Paul stands at the headwaters of a long tradition. Most of us, whether Christian or not, are still embarked on its river. We are not looking on from the bank, comparing the waters now with a far distant source we cannot hope to see. Our own ship joined the river many miles upstream and has been part of its flow ever since. We are way downstream now and the waters of its first springs can hardly be identified in the weight of the river that has amassed over two thousand years of life and teaching and culture. But within this Mississippi, those headwaters are not lost. We are not cut off from them by thousands of years or miles. They set the river's direction at its source and still flow in every current around us. Their springs feed the river even now and add pressure to its flow, this makes the river more difficult to map as a critic, but as a mariner, far easier to navigate. The Gospel according to Paul is aimed at any listeners who have ever looked back across the centuries and wondered what inspired this famous, and famously contentious, figure. I will be glad if such listeners leave this book with a vivid sense of the driven, difficult person so well hidden behind the varnish of the church's piety. This book is aimed, too, at any listeners who wonder what influence Paul should really have today. Those listeners will be fascinated just to discover how bold, poetic, and personal were Paul's strategies. As with the four witnesses, however, so here. There may be listeners keen as well to take the opportunity to discover for themselves what Paul summoned his audience to see. Listeners can find here again a new sort of book, one that enables them to undergo for themselves, if they so wish, something of the transformation to which an author invited his addressees two thousand years ago. It is not helpful to be naively optimistic. We will, at this distance, more likely distort Paul's purpose than fulfill it. But in the attempt there may be the best opportunity we will ever have to understand that purpose for ourselves. Here is our chance to bring Paul and his letters to life.